Hey, welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silva, where we talk raw, uncut facts to truly help you optimize your body. Yo, off to a flying start today. It took us about uh, 20 minutes to get going, but uh, we're off now. I'm here with my man, Andrew Bond, again. How's it going, mate? 5.30 in the morning again, mate. You're up in the morning grinding for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I am, man. I'm, uh, I've got a confession to make. I'm slightly hungover today, so I just bought myself a large coffee. So Yeah, good man. What um what was the occasion, mate? Just a random one, was it? Or it was um, a client invited a few of the trainers around to his place. So um, I guess I wanted to be social. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that occasionally because it's going to build healthy relationships among your peers, you know. So uh, had a couple of drinkies, um, no sleep as well either. So that combination is uh, yeah. going to set me for a good day, you know. Yeah, you don't drink much, though, mate, do you? So no, I don't, and uh, you know. It is enjoyable to have a drink. It makes you feel good, right? And uh, yeah. tastes good. Yeah. What do you but, drink? What's your choice? What's your weapon of choice, mate? Alcohol. Um, I tend to have like lower calorie choices these days. So I went for, actually he gave me a, tried this for the first time, was uh, vodka. Yeah. Um, he didn't have any mixers, so he grabbed me coconut water as well. Coconut water. That, mate. Yeah, you should try it. Really? Sometime. That mm-hmm. sounds good, man. It was good, man. Fair play. So how do you feel today, mate? You a bit ropey or? Um, good right now, but I'll definitely be feeling it later. So that's all good, mate. Is that you got a time and spot on anyway? Because today's podcast, people, we're going to talk about you know alcohol, pros and cons, and you know we all know it's not ideal. Alcohol essentially poisons the body, but at the same time, we need to have it. We need to have it in our lives, right? So it's poison, but like a lot of things, you know, you could call sugar poison. You know, anything you overdo, guys and girls, is obviously going to be bad news. But you know, Andrew and I like a drink from time to time. Um, I drink, since I've been living here in Australia, I drink a lot more than I used to, to be honest. I, I really appreciate it more. I appreciate more nowadays just having like a few drinks here and there as opposed to um, Andrew and I in our heyday um, when, you know, oh, we'll, we'll tell a few stories today anyway. We've got some funny stories for today anyway, people, right? Um, that time when Andrew woke up on my, on my uh, doormat, which you reminded me of earlier, forgot about that. Literally opened the door, folks, in the morning. Andrew's face planted on my mat. <laughs> in my Christmas jumper. With your Christmas jumper. It's just saying me and Andrew have had a very, uh, very turbulent past and turbulent relationship. Mate. I know, mate. You know, no, le- you've got legs like Bambi. When you have a few drinks, you're a bit like, your, your legs are a bit wobbly, aren't they? Yeah, mate. But I've woken up with my face in some undesirable places, I know that. <laughs> Many <laughs> occasions. Park benches, bushes, doormats. <laughs> yeah, so I'm... Uh, I'm I am maturing a little bit more now, and I know no self-control, so. Oh, good times, mate. But we, um, yeah, what's it called? We met. Okay. Some undesirables, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, well, mate, I've uh, woken up in some, some dodgy occasions, in some dodgy situations, should I say. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, but yeah Michael Death situations, or? Well, not far off, mate, to be honest. But, uh, I mean, you and I, for example, we met, we met on that trip to Vegas, right? Mm, that's it. Yeah, where you met your, uh, you know, your missus and stuff. It was ahead of a trip. Um, yeah. But what's it called? It was it was pretty wild, yeah. So, yeah. man, like when you go in that hard, somebody's got to give, right? So I, I took me like a week. It takes you like a week to recover from those holidays, doesn't it? Literally. Definitely. Yeah, man. But yeah, just talking about the um, uh, you know, the detriments of alcohol, and you know how you can you you can use alcohol as a tool, people, right? So, you know, it's not something you know we we all know that most of us drink this day and age anyway, and it's, it's a social thing anyway. So it's uh, you know, a socially cleansing and stuff. But the main thing is. You know, if your goal, if your goal, whatever your goals are, we all know that alcohol is not really, you know, if, you, if you're overdoing alcohol, it's not going to do you any favors. 
Um, mm. You know, it's, you don't need a rocket scientist to tell you that. But we'll go a bit more into the details of, um, you know, why it can be detrimental to your performance and to your, your body goals and whatnot. But, yeah, what's your um, – give the listeners a bit of a heads up on, on your thoughts on alcohol, Drew, and what you experience with clients and stuff like that as well, if you can, mate. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's definitely certainly a bit of an epidemic with um, clients at the moment. I don't know what your thoughts are, but the majority of them really drink daily. Yep. Yep. And I guess that's where it becomes a bit of an issue, um, whether it's habit or, you know, it can lead into alcoholism in, in the long term, obviously. But I feel that people are so stressed out these days, they need to switch off when they get home. And their first port of call, rather than drinking water, hydrate themselves, maybe going for a walk, doing some productive, maybe to grab a glass of wine or exactly. two, three, and then that's where the issues start coming in. Uh, and it makes it more difficult for them to adhere to, you know, their, their program and weight loss as well because alcohol, as we know, as we've already discussed, mm. low inhibitions. Exactly. Uh, so it's not necessarily the alcohol itself that causes weight gain or issues with testosterone levels, etc. It's what we do afterwards or the next day the issues come in. Exactly. It's the ripple effect, right? So it's it's not so much, you know, the actual calories in the alcohol. It's what that alcohol is doing to your body. You know, your body has to has to work so hard to metabolize that alcohol, right? Because, as, as I said earlier, essentially you're poisoning your body, right? So your body has to work... Metabolize and metabolize it differently as well, right? It's going Absolutely. To exactly, yeah. And, and then that means then, obviously, you know, you're not leaving yourself much room in terms of, uh, say, for example, you have a skin fall on a Saturday night the following day. Obviously, as you said, then and right, your inhibition inhibitions are lowered. You know, mm. it, effectively, it weakens your character, right? So the next day, you're kind of uh, searching for the crappy foods, right? Junk food to yeah. make yourself feel better. And um, when he, but then when it gets to Monday, the, the thing is, like, you know, you can still pull it back. It's just then when you get to a Monday end, as you know yourself, you know, yeah. you get to a Monday, you're still not quite right, and then you're still mm. feeling sorry for yourself, and then you're kind of struggling to get back on track. So unless you, the way I look at it is, unless you try and you know, try and cut back and try and uh, redeem yourself a little bit, so to speak, on like a Monday and Tuesday. Just try and put some more healthy stuff in your body. Maybe cut back on your calories a little bit. Um, and you're back in action then, really. But it's more a case of like if you're binge drinking and all the other stuff that comes with it, because we know we're also facing an epidemic with, you know, people taking all sorts of drugs and that as well. So it's, yeah. it's, it's the combination of things you're doing with it, you know, a combination of things you're putting in your body, right? So, yeah, um, I, just, just an example. Just yeah, on, Carry on, mate. Go on, sir. Not That's the question. It just takes um, preparation, I think, from, from yourself. As you said, you know, you may be out Friday, Saturday night, and then you can pull it back maybe on a Sunday. But beforehand, you know, what are you doing in, in advance to kind of prepare for that? So are you um, looking at different meals the day mm. before, the day of, yeah. knowing that you have a big night out? So ultimately, you may want to lower your carbohydrate fat intake, um, go for fill up on protein and veggies, which is going to make you satiated. Also, is going to have um, it's going to be lower calorie. Okay, so you have um, some more expenditure in the night where you can kind of indulge a little bit more. Yep. You can eat out that evening, so you can enjoy foods, have a couple of drinks, know what you're drinking. Maybe in the evening you're going to go for. I tend to, like I said earlier, I'm going to go for lower calorie drinks. So my options are maybe like a vodka soda or a beer. Yeah. Uh, less calorie dense than having a beer. So just be smart, but just advance and think you'd be good. Then. Exactly, it's it's all about balance, and that's what we're just trying to promote on this podcast. And uh, it's good because we're now living in a day and age where it's slowly but surely, you know, being healthy is actually becoming cool, right? 
So it's, it's, mm. been a, it's been a long road, you know, getting to this point, you know, because we always go from one extreme to another as humans, right? We, we take something, we run with it. Um, you know, like bodybuilding, for example, you know, it, it was kind of even like, you know, five, ten years ago, it was popular to be massive. You know, everyone wanted to be huge. Now, you know, people want to look healthier. They want to look leaner. You know, I think shred is the word. Everyone's throwing that word around, right? Everyone wants to be shredded and whatnot. But everyone wants to look lean. And, they, and it's all about balance, yeah? So a couple of drinks is not going to hurt you. Um, and th- in terms of choice of alcohol, nowadays, to be honest, um, all I tend to drink myself is gin and red wine. And like basically with red wine, you've got polyphenols in red wine, right? So you've got um, heaps of antioxidants, um, res- resveratrol as well, which is a type of polyphenol, which... Uh, you find in, in red wine. So it's, it's quite a unique compound and it does help a lot if you, if you have one glass, that is. Now, obviously, if you're doing a social, having one or two glasses with food as well, if you have that with food, it's uh, a lot less toxic on the body. So it kind of counteracts the negative effects of alcohol, if you like. So we all know red wine is one of the best. Also gin as well. So luckily, these I didn't used to like red wine, but since I've come out here, some of the wine here is beautiful, and uh, I actually like the taste of it now. You know, a few with a, a meal here and there. I can't drink too much of it, though, because it makes me really tired. But gin, gin and tonics, they just go down so easy. I know the tonic water is not ideal, but the gin itself is, um, especially, I think, Bombay Sapphire. It's got Indian herbs in it, lots of polyphenols. So, again, if you're going to choose, um, I, I would say red wine or gin, really, in terms, of, uh, in terms of health. But, yeah, with the calories, Drew... What, mm-hmm. I, I give the listeners a bit of a heads up on what, what you, you said you choose vodka and I mean what would you say to the yeah. listeners or clients it's interesting you say about nutrients there as well because I think you know we can get into this debate with the, if, if it's a macros crowd right in terms of if we can just replace um, food with alcohol have a good night out understandably that can work okay um, if you're replacing calories for calorie but understand that when you start doing this, so for example, when you start putting beer into your MyFitnessPal, um, alcohol, it is devout, of some alcohols are devout of certain nutrients, so it's not sometimes simple as as simple as replacing one with the other. Yeah, of course. You yeah, will need to make nutritious choices um, throughout the day if you want to bring in alcohol as well, yeah, just exactly. to make sure yeah, exactly. you hit the nutrient target that you have. So ultimately, be careful with it. And I think that boils down to um, more education being needed as well, you know? Definitely. So educate Definitely. educate yourself on how to prepare. Um, educate yourself on what alcohols might work better for you. Mm. Um, mm. Don't go overboard as well. There's definitely like short-term effects of drinking alcohol. So if we – this is how the body kind of processes it, okay? So if you have one to two drinks, um, they can, this can slow down your motor performance, all right? This can give you impaired sensation. Um, so this is you, mate. This is, uh, you may not be a, as good a dancer as you think after one to two drinks. Yeah, exactly, mate. I think I'm like, you know. Do you think you're, you're dancing? You're on, you're on top form, right? I see. You I feel like Patrick Swayze, uh, mate, bro. I look like a, a chump in reality. but uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, six to ten drinks. Um, if I did that these days, I'd be dead, right? Yeah. I mean, I can to death in the past, mate. That's not how many did you have last but, night? Just, sorry, how many did you have last night? Uh, two, mate. So. Okay, I'll sound. Yeah. Um, food there, so I'll, I'll tell you obviously how to yeah. about that. Um, there was food I didn't, because I was in control, I didn't didn't reach for the food. It was like takeaway. Yeah. Nice and nice food came home instead, you know, so I didn't overdo my calories. And that's a smart way to do it, really. Nice. Uh, uh, so six to ten drinks, you can have like an erratic mood, um, cognitive function difficulties, you know, the mood as well, uh, difficulty with memory. Um, 
erectile dysfunction. That's your yeah, no, that's uh, my that's my issue. Yeah, nice one for that. Man. It, you meant to keep that one on the download, man. That wasn't part of the plan. All right. Especially when you're sober as well. Right? <laughs> uh, Ten plus drinks. This is where the problems really start occurring, right? Um, this is how I used to drink. I used to binge drink, and I'm sure you did the same, right? So there were times where I'd go out and I wouldn't remember. And that was awful. That's an awful position to be in. You wake yeah. up the next day and you wonder how you got home. It's not very really safe, you know. Yeah. But just be very if you are binge drinking on the weekends. And this can problems can occur with this, like such as aggression, uh, slurring, nausea, um, vomiting, blackouts, yeah. and then in serious issues, people it can lead to cardiac issues, um, mm. cardiac arrest, and even death. So. Just to put a good good light on the podcast, yeah, then. Thanks for that. Yeah. So, guys, um, alcohol. You might want to, you might want to steer clear of that by the sounds of it. Then. Yeah. Right. Nah, nah. Doesn't sound too good, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. They have a short term effect. So just be aware that uh, what you offer into your body does have those kind of different effects on you. So yeah. again, it can be fun, it's tasty, but just be aware that if you do do overboard, then you got to bear the consequences, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's it. So yeah, don't worry too much about death, folks. But um, obviously that is an extreme. No. You know, it's an extreme example. You know, but it does and happen. It does happen. No, but extreme. a lot of people. Like, we, we think about the scrapes we've had in the past. So I don't know about you, Andrew, but I've had some very some of the worst the worst shit that's happened to me, folks, in my lifetime, has been from drinking, hands down. Um, whether it's fighting or waking, like you said, waking up in weird places, like in the middle of the street, like all sorts yeah. of stuff has happened to me when I was younger. So I'm really thankful to be here, mate, today. If I if I yeah. think about some of the um, <clears throat> you know escapades and stuff when I was younger, man, Jesus, and same same as you, Drew, right? So, but yeah, like when you when you drink, obviously, it relaxes you, right? So you release GABA, which is the um, which is an amino acid and acts as a neurotransmitter. So much like serotonin, it is if you like like a happy chemical. It helps you. It's anti-anxiety, helps you relax. You know, we all know you have a couple of drinks, you start feeling more relaxed, more confident, you know, mm. more chilled out in general. Then, as Andrew said, then when you start ramping it up and, and you get past that two two drink mark, three drink mark, that's when you start becoming a bit more impaired and, and kind of losing control a bit in a sense. But you don't need me to tell you that. But also, you know, in terms of like hangover cures and stuff like that, um, apparently like magnesium, zinc, and B6 are the best things to actually get into your body. And obviously fructose as well, right? So you, you know, getting a little bit of sugar, some, some sugar from fruit would be ideal because you get the polyphenols then as well, which are going to help, you know, obviously antioxidants help flush the body out. But to be honest, folks, one of the best things for me, I mean, Andrew, as we've said before, Andrew and I are at a place where we seek out whole foods now, whereas we never, we've ne- we never were there in the past. It was a battle, like a lot of people, it was a battle to eat healthy foods and find that balance between shitty foods and healthy foods. But nowadays, kind of intuitively, we go for those foods. So, for example, when I'm hungover, um, I eat healthy foods. People would look at me and be like, oh, how the hell can you eat that? But I know my body's telling me right now, if there's any time you need nutrients, it's right now, right? When you're just full of toxins and um, your body is essentially just just run down to the max. So that's when I pump in even more nutrients. But um, I do occasionally, like I'll I'll crave something crap and I'll have like a pizza or something. But a lot of the time that's the sodium you're craving as well because obviously it kills off the electrolytes. So it wipes out, you know, your sodium levels, potassium, magnesium. So yeah, generally one of the best things I would say though for a hangover cure is um, activated charcoal. And it's something I've been using. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's one of the best, um, binds out toxins from the uh from the bowels and stuff and and from the blood but also i use it when i have issues with my gut because i still occasionally get gut issues from 
the damage I'd done, you know, doing competitions and binge eating and whatnot. Who knows exactly what it was caused from, but yeah, I still get gut issues occasionally. And I use the activated charcoal. I just use the capsules, um, or sometimes I'll, I'll get the powder, which is even better. And that works wonders for that as well. So it's, it's really, really good stuff that for a hangover. Uh, turmeric as well. If you can get some, t- I know it tastes, tastes like crap. So if you can get some maybe, uh, supplement, um, t- turmeric supplements, we can get capsules and stuff. Then uh, anti-inflammatory because alcohol is extremely inflammatory on the on the body, so that'll help, you know, bring down the inflammation. But yeah, so in terms of the negatives, I'll just run through a, a few now before uh, Drew chimes in. Vasodilators it wipes out the vasodilators, which uh, which is partly why you get headaches. Now, actually, one of the main reasons you get hangovers is essentially ninety percent dehydration. So one of the tools, folks, one of the tricks of the trade nowadays for me is drinking heaps of water when I'm, when I'm drinking alcohol. So if I'm going out and I'm having a big session, then in between every single drink, um, here in Australia they have, like a, they have a jug on the end of the bar of water, so every time I get a drink, boom, I'll have some water in between. I'll have a glass of water in between every drink, and it has done me the wall of good. So I don't really get hangovers as such now, apart from tiredness and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it wipes out the dilators, the vasodilators, which help blood, for blood flow and circulation and stuff so that's partly why you get headaches the next day but it's primarily from dehydration folks so a hangover i would say is literally 80 90 percent dehydration so really focus on the hydration element you know when you're yeah. out and about drinking yeah i definitely feel that mate. and also the next day like if you have a hangover day um not just doing it whilst you drink it's vitally important you drink plenty of water the next day as well and that's going to make you feel a lot better Sorry, man. That's um, number one. That's number one, actually, no, folks. Yeah, the next not, next day, no, get that in. Yeah, that's, that's the first go-to, right? Glass of water. Yeah, that, your ha- your hangover day can be a very detrimental and damaging day. Yeah, that's right? exactly uh, right. Like it's, uh, as you said earlier, you're craving greasy food, right? So, um, how would you combat that? Rather than going out to eat, yeah, maybe have something there ready, even if it is um, choices of bacon, egg, sausage. Yep. At least you know yep. that you've bought quality produce there. Um, you're cooking it yourself. You know what's going into it. Mm-hmm. And that can obviously cut back on the amount of calories you're having the next day so you don't go into a surplus of calories where you might binge on, on exactly. a, a breakfast, which is what maybe can lead up to two, 3,000 calories right there. Exactly. Surplus for the week. So, But that's not realistic, might- though, is it? I, I, I understand what you're saying there, and that's totally, that, I, that totally makes sense, doesn't it? But uh, I'm not saying, it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, no. for a lot of people, the next day, right, that's the battle. So what mm-hmm. would you say, Drew, if they, the next day, because a lot of people, in reality, they're going to eat, just going to accept the fact they're going to eat crap and, and whatnot the next day. Um, what would you say, just like on a Monday and Tuesday, just try and... try and Yeah, re- just dial in a little bit, or even uh, leading up to that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you go lighter during the week, um, then you can allow you that um, that difference then when it comes to the weekend where you can binge a little more, you know. Of course, yeah. Just you said. Um, sorry. Uh, just just you said it. Yeah, that makes that makes sense, man. Totally. And not to mention, I, oh, sorry, mate. Go on. You go on. Finish what you. Well, saying. also as well, account for your lack of movement that day as well, right? So you're probably usually a little bit more active when you go to the gym. You might walk, you might get steps in throughout the week. Now, if you can get out on the hang of the day, I know it's difficult. Even if it means walking to the cafe, food, something like that, or any other point. So just just moving, some gentle movement. It doesn't have to be anything too specific. Or obviously, I wouldn't recommend going to the gym if you have a bad angle. But uh, just get some fresh air. Out exactly. Um, get your steps in. That's going to make you feel better as well. So that's it. And uh, just getting outside, like you said, getting outside daylight. 
you know, just getting that vitamin D hit from the sun and from the daylight, yeah. that's going to kind of re reboot your immune system and your mood more than anything. You know, vitamin D stimulates the hypothalamus, which triggers the, the serotonin release, right? The, uh, the release of serotonin. So getting outside. Especially alcohol for depressant as well. So you're going to probably feel, I feel, if I have a lot of drinks, I feel terrible the next day. 100%. Very, man. I remember when I came, I remember now, it just came back to me when I came out to see you a couple of years back. And uh, we had a we had a night out, didn't we? That was a good night, actually. One that we uh, yeah. went to that club and um, like on the top of that skyscraper, man. What a place, New York, mate. You're lucky to live there, uh -huh. I'm telling you. But um, yeah, I remember the next day you were saying um, we we had a fair few drinks. I don't know how many it was, probably about eight to ten gins or something like that, vodka or whatever. And the next day, I remember you saying like you were like snapping at your misses and stuff because you were feeling moody and, and short fused. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does that to you? Doesn't yeah, it? yeah. So that's the time to get out, even if it's on your own. Get out and move, walk. Definitely. Get away from your own stuff, you know, a little bit better, right? 100%. What about, like, long-term effects, mate? Long-term effects of alcohol. Long-term effects. One like, more thing I, w I wanted to say. One more thing before we go to that. That's a good point, though, is sleep, which I forgot to write on my notes, actually. But yeah. sleep is one of the most important things because, um, you know, I always, no matter how much, even if I get home, what I've noticed is if I have a few drinks, even if I get home at a reasonable time, don't quite feel right the next day, you know? I feel a bit rubbing. I'm like, why is that? I feel really tired, you know? I feel, feel tired the next day. And GABA, that um, neurotransmitter, which is um, pumping that, 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 sorry, pumping that, that hormone through your, you know, through your bloodstream, when you actually go to sleep, it's better if you can get home, ideally, and just drink, drink it like a pint of water or something like that to help flush that GABA out. Because what happens in your sleep is your body's trying to shift that GABA out of your body, and you don't fall into that REM you know, part of your sleep. So you don't fall into that, into that deep sleep and, and get a good, good enough quality sleep. So, um, yeah. And also, you know, it's, it's been proven that it's, it's the GABA, but there's also other things going on in the body. Your body is just basically, as we said earlier, trying so hard to metabolize it that your sleep is not going to be the same. So bear that in mind, even if you think, Oh, right, I'm going to get a good sleep on this, you know, after having a few drinks, not quite the same. So yeah, long-term effects, mate. Give me, um, have you got any, Points Georgie, on that, Georgie man? Best effects, right? Georgie it's, Best, uh, yeah. Liver transplant. Way down the line, right? It's, uh, yeah. So liver accumulates fat. So there's an inhibition of fatty acid metabolism. Uh, so it can't break fat down, right, due to alcohol. So uh, you may notice that people have, uh, I don't know, who are alcoholics or drink excessive amounts of alcohol. Um, their skin color changes, right? They, they go pink or red. Uh, no, it's not, that's to do with the, I think that's to do with the vasodilators, as I mentioned earlier as well, yeah, because of the blood flow and whatnot. But, yeah, the liver is the damage to the organs, right, which triggers yeah, off it's that. The, yeah, it's jaundice, and, and it comes from uh, alcoholic uh, hepatitis. So um, in, with prolonged intake in the liver, um, cells can, can be damaged, right, and, and they can die off. And eventually, as the liver erodes, um, this can result in, in comas or death. So, wow. again, death up. Just yeah, I know, mate. Just because you had a few drinks last night, mate, there's no need to be like this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect well, this. <laughs> I think people are going to be tuning out now. Okay, so if I drink well, alcohol, I'm going to die. Ultimately, nobody, nobody cares about death. They just care about how they look. So, um, exactly, mate. Let's talk about how, how calories, calories. It's the quality spread. of life, isn't it? 100%. Like, you know, they keep saying that, you know, this day and age, we're, we're living longer and whatnot. But by the looks of it, mm -hmm. we're facing an epidemic of mental health and suicides and all this kind of stuff. Quality yeah. of life is important right do you know what i mean it's not it should all about... be not the important stuff as, as calories right yeah exactly mate um i was gonna Again. say i was gonna say about the mental side of it and as well just uh, i'll just mm. throw in a point there and then you can you can add another one uh alzheimer's um they're linking right. they link, uh, you know it's, it's common sense obviously when you're drinking alcohol you're you're destroying your neurons right so you're wiping out neurons 
and the body has to try and rebuild and, and regenerate them over the space of a few days and whatnot. But even, I don't know how they've done these studies. I'm pretty sure they were long-term studies as well, um, but they found that one drink, uh, generally, if, you, if, you, if it's a regular occurrence where you're drinking regular, like one drink can increase Alzheimer's by like 24%, and two drinks uh, a day can, can increase up to 64%. I think that's wow. per. I think that's like per day, and there's a lot of variables there, obviously. But there's a much, much, much higher risk of Alzheimer's, dementia, and mental health ailments later down the line. But that's that's common sense. But it is pretty. It's something I would say to be aware of, people. Yeah, exactly. Because this, you know, when you're young and you're doing it, exactly, mate. When you're young and you're doing it, you're doing all these things. Now, luckily, Andrew and I are a lot more self-aware, and a lot of people are now because of all this information. But you've got to be aware, right, Drew? Definitely, man. I think that as a, the youngsters as well, between 16 and probably 22, 24, they're probably more prone to binge drinking, right, rather than drinking every day. Yeah. Uh, I guess as people, as as we get older, those want to do drinks, I guess trying to deal with, with life and the stresses of life and family and work yeah. and things like that. You know, alcohol helps them just relax during the evening when they Definitely. work for the job. 100%. It's just trying to find ways to combat that really, you know? Definitely. Um, the bottom right. line is escapism, though, as well, isn't it? Right. So if you look at if you yeah. look at you know the majority of people nowadays have office jobs, right, for a start, or you know the, the bottom line is the bo- the majority of people on this earth are doing jobs they hate. That's the reality. They're doing they're working mm. just to get by, make money. You know, like um, majority of people are doing that. You know, obviously making money to live and then paying the bills and just literally making ends meet. It's just the, the world we live in, right? So you know, you think about someone working in an office. They they sat down. Most of the day, they're not getting any dopamine hit whatsoever, unless they maybe go on social media on their lunch break. <laughs> they're not really getting their dopamine hits. And then when they get home, obviously, no shit. They're going to want to hit. They're going to want to feel, um, want some sort of escapism, whether that's food, having a few drinks. It's just, it's just completely normal. So this is why you need to try and find a bit more balance. And if you know, if you are in an office environment or you're doing, um, you know, you're doing the kind of job which is, um, you know, you maybe not be taking that much pleasure out of the job you're doing, then you've got to find other ways to find that pleasure which is going to benefit your health, right? So just moving more on your lunch break and whatnot and just trying to find a little bit more balance. It's, it's easier said than done, obviously, but um, yeah. Sorry, man, I interrupted there no. again. All good. Um, how about, um, uh, well, let's tell people how many calories per gram alcohol is as well. And also you burn first when you train it, so yeah. you can be aware of Calories um, pretty close to fat calories in terms of sorry alcohol is pretty close to fat uh, calories in terms of how many calories per gram. So alcohol is seven mm. calories, carbohydrates, protein four, and fat is nine. So relatively high. Uh, so it's not free, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, having a drink once or twice a week probably shouldn't affect your body composition, provided your energy balance is out for the week, right? Yeah. Uh, so we've talked about that here in advance. Um, Performance as well, or recovery. We chatted about that. So, it's, there's different studies put into this. Um, some people say it does affect. Some people say it doesn't. Uh, personally, I definitely think if I drink the night before, my performance goes up. Hundred percent, man. And if you're drinking on the day that you train, or after you train, um, after you have a game, then your testosterone levels will. We know now. Through studies, the testosterone levels will lower. Um, so if you are planning to have a drink, it's probably best to do it on days where you're having a rest. Mm. Uh, Drastically as well. Just to elaborate a bit on that, um, testosterone levels, guys and girls, drop drastically. Even off a, dr- a drink or two, 
it will mm. completely degrade your testosterone levels. So bear that in mind. There's no way around that. And uh, it takes a few, you know, if you're, if you're binge drinking and you're drinking excessively, it's going to take a good few days to build the hormone back up and, and just regenerate your hormones in general. So just bear that in mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to look at these old school sports stars, though, right? They used to drink day and night, and they just get on the field and, and crack on and, and have a good game and then drink after the game again. So Exactly. I'm not sure the culture's changing a little bit now. I know. Uh, we, we used to do it. You used to do it when you were younger. You used to play rugby. I used to go yeah, out, straight after, have a no bender. Water. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah. dehydrate the next day. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. even in your early 20s or whatever, and, you know, you, you yeah. can get away with it. If I'd done that now, mate, I'd be, it wouldn't happen. But, yeah, I used yeah. to play. I used to be, you know, I used to think I was fine. Obviously, maybe you're not, you're not as sharp, but it's like kind of mind over matter when you're younger, in a sense, isn't it, sometimes? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, but... um I think in general, it's just like it's not obviously at a high level. You know, it's it's not yeah. going to do you any favors whatsoever. Like so, avoid it like a plague. Yeah. What would you say just to cap that one off, mate? So we can get onto the next topic. Um, any anything to to summarize what you said, or any anything you could just oh. for the average you know the average person like because obviously most people are going to be drinking at least once a week. So it depends know. where you want to be, right? If you you know if it's going to impact your performance, then and you're overdoing it every day, then obviously you may need to limit it. Like you know. Mm. It's, it's, again, we said um, alcohol is metabolized differently by different people. I know that if I've been drinking the night before, then the likelihood of me having a good session is pretty slim. Yeah. So I know clients who used to drink heavily nights before coming into a session and be perfectly fine. But are they going to reach those goals that they have in terms of physique goals or exactly? Goals? And you look at recovery, look at recovery, sure. and as well. Come on, you know they might come yeah. up and do the session, but how is the recovery going to be? You know, it's not going to be as sharp, no. is it? Yeah. You know, sleep's affected, growth hormone levels are affected, testosterone levels are affected. So I think that tells you tells it uh, all there, really. Exactly. And what, what I would say, just to give you my, my perspective, is just like anything, really, just like food. You can relate it to food, yeah? You're going to go out and have a shit meal, right? If you're going to go out and have a crap meal um, and you know you're going to feel terrible afterwards, you know, a lot of people are fine. Like, they'll go out and have a have a bad meal next day they're back back in the game you know people mm. who are really keen and tracking their tracking their calories or whatever next day they're fine you know they'll cut back all good a lot of people low and a lot of people i've trained they'll they'll complain you know they'll, they'll come, come in and see me on a monday and they're complaining about the food they've had and stuff like that which is totally normal because i've how many times have we done that and where we get to a yeah. monday um and you know we, we we binge on the weekend and we feel terrible feeling sorry for ourselves and then we're trying to as Andrew said before, you know, on, on another podcast, we're trying to punish ourselves then in the gym. So we're trying to yeah. hammer our body um, in order to kind of punish and push ourselves in order to redeem ourselves. But it, it doesn't really work like that, you know. So where I was going Extremely with that is... It's difficult to train a bad diet, right? Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I was just going to say, you know, just connect how you're going to feel afterwards. If you can go out and have a few drinks and civilize and have a good time, go ahead and do it. That's great. That's what life's yeah. for, you know. And Drinking is actually good. I'm going to say to you, you know, if you're going to go out and socialize and you can keep it in moderation, then congratulations because moderation in life, in any aspect, I don't care what anyone says, is very, very tough. Moderation is yeah. tough in any area of life. So if you can go out and do that, then that's amazing. You found, you found a great deal of balance in your life. But if you're like, well, what I'm like, really, I'll be, I'll be straight with you. I'm nowhere near as bad as I was. As I say, nowadays, I can, I can have a few drinks and be civilized with it. But there's still occasions where I go out and I get carried away and I'll literally do a number on myself and I'm feeling sorry for myself the next day and the day after that. Um, and you just, you know, you only get one life, right? So you don't want to be, you don't want to be spending days and days suffering. Um, so if it's going to lead that, if the aftermath uh, is going to kind of outweigh the good times, then you need to, uh, you know, you need to weigh things up, really. Is it really worth it? Ask yourself that question. But again, you're down the, you're, you're 
you're a lot more dialed in than and many people might be, right? So again, it is a process and a journey. So just be aware of that. But the more you are aware of what's going on in your body, the better it comes. Exactly. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I hope that that was good for you, folks. Anyway, we uh, ran through a lot of the detriments, and, and obviously there is some positives to be taken out of alcohol, as we as we mentioned. It's just you know, it's fun and games. Like just try not to be waking up on on someone's mat, face planted, dribbling all over their mat. Uh, like Andrew, and you know, you, you, you should be all right. <laughs> it's not fun, believe me. <laughs> Zoo project, it's, you know, <laughs> about me. Remember that Andrew disappeared, right? We all disappear when our separate ways on a night out. Andrew's ended up somewhere, VIP, VIP band, not on his own. <laughs> all my money gone, <laughs> all my money gone. Oh man, I gotta tell the listeners about this as well. That, that same trip, I think. Remember when I woke up on the motorway in Ibiza? Woke up on yeah, the I think that was four, right? That's right, yeah. That was the initial one. That's it. We, we got absolutely wasted. Um, again, like Andrew said earlier, erased my memory. I was that drunk. Can't remember what I was doing. Um, must have got kicked out. It was the biggest biggest club in the world as well we were in, literally. Um, privilege. Kicked out of there somehow. Um, no shoes or socks. So I basically, I've woken up on the central reservation of a motorway. No shoes or socks. Um, not knowing what the hell happened. No wallets. Nothing. No money. Everything gone. Um, and I was just like, wow. So that was probably the worst situation I'd been in, or one of them anyway. So <laughs> if, you could, if you could avoid doing stuff like that, then you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ultimately, let's, let's, do we want to summarize that, that you know, about yeah. that as well? Like, obviously, drinking moderately might be, it's, it's proven that it may be better psychologically, right? So yeah, that was more flexibility in your diet. Um, Definitely. And again, what you said earlier about if you can control yourself and you can enjoy these social occasions, then it's going to be great for building relationships. Um, however, like if you're not drinking already, that doesn't mean I'm encouraging you to go out and dr- start drinking now. But it has been proven that you know people yeah. who enjoy it moderately, moderately don't. Uh, it doesn't lead to excessive weight gain. So yeah, it takes careful preparation and planning. Exactly. Um, great stuff. Yeah, so a bit of a different one today, folks. Um, as you may have seen, like I'm trying to delve a lot deeper into the mental health aspect now and the psychological element to life, really, and you know, relating it to health and fitness and whatnot. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about a few, a few different topics, just, just generally just um, some tips and tricks that I picked up lately in terms of you know, defining what your purpose is in life and what you actually want out of life. So... Where we're at now is, it seems to me that we're facing an epidemic of mental health and, and suicide for a reason. There's a few, there's so many factors that come into it. But, you know, more and more men are losing, are losing their purpose in life. So mm. what they're finding is, you know, it's, it's clear to see that one of the main triggers of depression, uh, or one of, the, one of the so many different elements, obviously, but it's losing your purpose. So a lot of people don't know where they're going in life. They don't seem to be, um, they don't have a, um, they're not, they don't seem to be serving a purpose. They don't know what they want out of life and they kind of lose their way. And it's very, very easy in the world we live in nowadays to get sucked into a, a state of depression, you know, because we have, we're exposed to a lot more things nowadays and um, without going too much into that. Just wanted to talk about finding your purpose. So, for example, success, right? So, what the hell is like success nowadays, right? So, you see this word being flown around a lot. Um, but I just wanted to stress to the listeners that you need to know, in terms of, right, we all, a lot of us, maybe a lot of you listening to this podcast, you know, are striving to be more successful. And you obviously you want to grow and evolve because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast in the first place because 
studies have already shown that people who listen to podcasts are actually the ones on the right track, you know, people who actually want to better themselves. So congratulations on that. But growth and actually becoming the better version of yourself every day um, is, is obviously the most important thing, really. But just it's clear for you to define what you think success is, right? So I'll give you an example. Um, my definition, definition of success Recently, I've been, I've been doing a bit more journaling, which we're going to come to, because I, uh, I know Andrew journals as well. And uh, my definition of success is loving the people close to me, adding value to the world, and creating some more financial freedom as a means to travel and help more people. So essentially, the financial side is trying to build a bit more of an online business and reaching more people with my message. Uh, and that comes back to purpose and meaning. You know, My purpose is to actually add value to the world and, and try and help people as much as I can. So uh, it's quite deep, but um, what's, what's your thoughts on what I'm saying, Drew? Any, uh... Yeah, I agree, man. I think, um, you know, that's, you obviously said that suicide and depression and things like that are more prevalent these days. Um, and we now have access to more than we ever, we ever did in the past. So it's, I'll tell you first what I, I used to think defined success. And for me, that was, uh, how am I going to make the most money? Uh, what type of things can I buy for myself? Material things, but it's definitely become uh, maybe more aware recently of those who probably have it all. Uh, the rich and the famous, like celebrities, have been committing suicide. So that's kind of made a switch in my mind that um, when you have everything that you want, um, it doesn't necessarily make you happy. Uh, you just need to look at, you know, sports star celebrities um, who probably get given everything they want, but there's no purpose or meaning behind that, right? So Absolutely. I think if I'm chasing someone, like you said, there, you, 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 what you're looking for is financial freedom. I think the beauty is in getting to that point, right? In, in making failures and um, striving towards it, as challenging and struggling as it can be. And sometimes it brings you down in different days when you, you see other people having things that you want, especially with the emergence of social media, which is often... Sometimes it can bring you down, but the beauty is in striving towards that. Um, and you're not getting, get, getting given everything on the plate. You have to work hard for it. Um, and I, I just want to, can I just elaborate a tiny bit on what you're saying? I just wanted to say about um, what you were saying is a very valid point. You know, uh, accumulating things and accolades and actually what you essentially, like I said, are accumulating within your life. Okay, it be, it's becoming like with social media, like Andrew said, we live in a world where society kind of is, is, is brainwashes in a sense to thinking that that is true happiness and fulfillment, right? Making a lot of money, buying these whatever things you want to buy, and then getting to that point, and then I'll buy this, and then I'll be happy. I'll buy that, and then I'll be happy. You know, it's actually driven people into that state of mind where they are constantly chasing this thing which isn't actually going to make them happy, right? So whether that is your physique whether it's buying, you know, your dream car or, you know, buying a house and all these kind of things, you really, really need to because there's there's billionaires all over the planet, right, who are lonely and depressed because they've got to the top of the mountain. They have, you know, been really successful, made a lot of money, but not really unpacked the reasons why they were doing it. And a lot of the times that that's the most important thing. It's actually unraveling why you're doing things, what is the purpose behind it, because when you get to the top of that mountain, unless you know what your purpose is and why you're doing it, 
you know, it can be a risky uh, thing, really. So there's, there's billionaires all over the world now who, you know, are waking up, drinking alcohol. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard on podcasts, you know, certain psychiatrists and stuff that actually mentor these people. And, you know, they wake up in the morning drinking alcohol, popping pills um, on their yacht somewhere. So mm. it's, it's not always what it's perceived to be on, on social media, right, True. Yeah, exactly. Man. And if you, you know, if you are one of these people and you've sometimes often they've been given everything they wanted as well. I'm not saying every billionaire has. Okay. Mm. Some of them have, have worked very hard. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not knocking that at all. No, I mean, honestly, I, I envy these people. But yeah. But like you said, you know, some people who have grown up with money and, and they take everything for granted. So they may be on their yacht or they may be in the best hotels in the world and they may have the best views, but they don't take it all in. They're exactly. not in the moment. Exactly. Um, and I guess... Like our purpose in life is finding the meanings and bad things that happen That's and the struggle. Right. Um, you know, I've had a difficult time this month where, and I think you have as well. Um, I've definitely been re- relatively successful or very successful everywhere I've gone as a personal trainer, and um, whether that be the UK, Australia, and, and New York. And I tend to be in, in the top top tier of trainers where I sell the most sessions, and I am yep. successful. Yeah, 100%. Uh, this summer has been a bit of a struggle for me where I've lost a lot of clients uh, moving mm-hmm. away. Yep. And um, now I need to look look within myself and kind of and figure out how I'm going to build these clients back up and figure out what I'm doing wrong, whether my weaknesses are in sales or I need to work on that side of things or my weaknesses are corrective exercise. If I'm going to try and do a course to uh, rectify that and improve myself as a trainer and yep. how I'm going to come out of this and pick up a client. So there's definitely beauty in the struggle. And I will come out of it, but if I'm given it, on a plate, then again, I'm not going to take it for granted. Um, but hundred percent, yeah, that's with, it. And I, I wanted to sorry, I just wanted to say, yeah. So that that's exactly it. I said earlier, like I envy these people as you were talking. What I meant by that is, you know, people who've who've, who've had you know success in in all realms of life, right? So you know, success could be it, it's to me success is having that balance again. It's coming back to that balance. It's having a good, healthy relationships with people. That's one of the most important things. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, so people on the road to, to actually, you know, fi- for example, using financial success as an example, you know, it's it's the character defined, you know, it's the character defined along these journeys of struggle. As Andrew said, there's beauty in the struggle. That, it's, all we have is the here and now, right? So, unless you're enjoying the, pro- you need to kind of take enjoyment out of the struggle and, and the process, as, as tough as that sounds, that is what you, that, that is what you're going to look back on, right? It's the actual struggle and the character you're developing as you're trying to achieve these things, right? So you're not always going to get to where you want to get, right? And there's a, a complete, uh, there's a massive difference between achievement and fulfillment, right? So Tony Robbins always uses Robin Williams, God bless him, as, as an example, right? Mm-hmm. So Robin Williams, the actor, right? One of the most, when it comes to success, one of the, the most successful actors ever to live, right? He went to Hollywood with absolutely nothing, achieved everything everything an actor could achieve right um and also he was a very very generous guy he would um he would give he would turn up at um children's hospitals and you know make kids laugh and stuff he was a very or he spent his whole life making other people laugh essentially right so making other people happy but obviously he had issues himself and unfortunately he, he was obviously hiding a state of depression from the world and he achieved everything he could achieve but he didn't have fulfillment, right? He wasn't fulfilled at the end of the line for whatever reason that was. And unfortunately took his life, you know, and his kids found, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a grim state of affairs, but there's a massive difference between fulfillment and achievement. And fulfillment is very much linked to meaning and purpose. Actually finding your passion in life, um, I think is very important and pursuing that 
And, um, you know, Andrew and I, although, you know, we've been personal trainers for a while now, we, we are essentially in working in the industry that we actually absolutely love. So we're very fortunate in that sense. So, yeah, so that was uh, what I wanted to say on that. All good. Sorry, folks, we, we cut out a little bit there. Back in the game. Go on, Andrew. Hit me, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> pressure's on uh, definitely when you talk about building relationships right um, just just when you are with, with a partner or family members just just enjoy the moments a little bit more. Um, that can give you a little bit more purpose you know I think sometimes that personally I'm so focused on, on my goals and, and what I want to achieve that I can ne- neglect um, others close to me um, you know you need to be very careful and aware that you do have others around you who generally care about you, um, mm. and you need to enjoy those moments together rather than just focus on on, on what the next move is. Definitely, being present, like yeah. you just said, then mate, you hit a wicked point. Then you said just just enjoy the company with people, right? So, you know how how do you how do you go about that? And because obviously people are always distracted by their cell, you know, by their mobile phone put and whatnot. Phone yeah, how, yeah, just put your phone away, isn't it? Simple. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if I'm it's going rude, out for. <laughs> Sometimes I leave my phone at home. Like I don't need, I don't need that there distracting me to look at social media. I'm looking at bullshit anyway. Absolutely, it's not benefiting me. Any, no, any, any, anyway. you're not so present. More negative about life, and and again, like people are running through, going through depression. If you are going through that yourself now, seek help. Like talk to others, and and do remember that you do have genuine people who do care. Like Absolutely. you may think. You, you don't know the time. You think the whole world's against you, but you do have friends there, family members you can't reach out to. You don't want to see you go through that. It's definitely more prevalent nowadays with the influence of social media as we know with children and adults. Um, so seek help. You know, it's... it's, it's oh. Still there, Martin? Yeah, still here, mate. Can you see me? Uh, yeah, sorry, you cut out again. All good, mate. All good. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Um, you know, for example, protectors... Uh, at Protectors, our mate has his own mental health awareness group. So if you need to reach out, then feel free to go follow him and, and drop him a message or wherever it is. I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but even just following, just the first step would be follow someone like that. Also at Living as well, L-I-V-I-N-O-R-G. It's a, an awareness group out here in Australia. There's lots of different people now who are, who are fighting this, you know, who are part of this movement now to actually help people with these mental health ailments. But yeah, I just wanted to say about if you have any any rituals that you abide to, Drew, in terms of um, looking after your mental health and stuff, because for me, I have made a point of doing showing practicing gratitude. Sorry, practicing gratitude. Mm. So I was, uh, as I talked about on previous podcasts, I was actually writing down. I had like a, I was following this kind of plan out of the book I read, fifty nine seconds, and writing down like Monday to Friday, different things I was grateful for and stuff like that. But um, if I don't, if I don't write them down, I, I do write them down now because I started journaling again. But if I don't, then I'll just go through them in my head when I'm walking over to work. I'll just literally go through five to ten things I'm grateful for, and that is a staple part of every single day. I, I do not, uh, I do not miss that for the world. Also, um, also just basically, obviously, exercise is one of the best things. But yeah, without going too much into that, journaling and that's something I've started doing as of this week. Do you still do that? Yeah, or? yeah I've got a, what's called a self-journal. So um, it's a little different from what you do, or I guess I have similar aspects anyway. Um, and the self-journal, it, it, it allows me to plan out my day. Yeah. Um, so I can plan where my clients are, plan where I'm going to train, plan where I can grab a coffee, travel. If I want to do some reading, I plan that out. Um, it gives you gratitude in the morning. So there's three different things you're grateful for. 
And it doesn't necessarily mean I have to be like too elaborate on that. If I'm not feeling up to, I'll just put like I'm grateful to grab a coffee and you know exactly. It can be as that sometimes. Um, with that, it kind of asks you what your goals are. So my first goal will always be to be trying trying better myself from last year. How can I improve from what I achieved last year? Yep. Uh, second goal maybe that I want to get financial freedom eventually. Uh, third goal maybe hey I have a model issue. I'm going to get in shape for that, or am I going to get paid? soon or something like along those lines yeah um, you have three tasks you want to do for a day to the day, for the day so one may be obviously get on the podcast with you yep. second one may be uh, try and pick up some new clients third maybe to write some blogs I'm just giving some examples yeah yeah of course at the end of the day so I sit down on the train at the end of the day um, write down um, what I thought went well to, uh, what I thought uh, could be improved upon uh, during the day Mm-hmm. Um, was this something that I did wrong something that I need to tweak or something that I need to study to, to improve on what, what I kind of went wrong for the day and then my win for the day so what I did really well so yeah. Yeah. a certain client maybe get work done etc etc and then again at the night in the night time you then form gratitude before you go to bed so it just puts you in a better mood before you, before you put your head to rest you know exactly and as, as I said time and time again before we're delving a bit deeper into the uh into the psychological side now, but you know, you've got to train your brain just as you would your muscles in the gym. And this is, you know, only something over the last few years since actually Andrew introduced me to podcasts. I didn't even know what that was before I, that, that kind of opened my mind up to just seeking out more information. And, and nowadays, you know, I'm tuned into actually looking after my brain and, you know, it's, 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 you have to train your brain to, you have to build up these habits in order for you to, to yield the benefits. You know, it's just, it's just trying to be consistent with doing those simple things. For example, now, cause I wasn't being consistent with the journal inside of it. I was uh, doing gratitude, but just, um, actually writing down, I think helps a lot. So now I've got, um, an app. It's called a five minute journal. So I do it in the app instead because you can, um, for example, in the morning you get up, you write down three things you're grateful for. So, for example, yesterday was oh, I was in a bit of a rush. I was literally doing it on my way into work. So I just didn't I didn't want to miss it. So I was literally walking into work putting this in, which is not ideal. You're probably better off just sitting down and doing it and in a more relaxed state. But for example, I was grateful for the cold air on my lungs, as 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 uh, you know, woo woo as it sounds, right? Cold air on my lungs. Um, my, my breakfast and seeing my girlfriend later on. That was the three things I was grateful for. Um, what can I do? And then when, when you finish your day, then what, what could I have done? Oh, sorry. At the same time, it's what will I do to make today great? And then three things. It was give my all to my clients, train and laugh. Just simple things. It can be, it can be absolutely anything. And then the daily affirmations then is, you know, one of my affirmations is, um, driven, driven to help people and, um, add value to their lives. So yeah. just 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 releasing that positive energy on a daily basis is going to do the wall of good over time, definitely. Yeah, because we can all st- uh, sit there and moan about our lives, right? But yeah. I think even type, things that differ for you as well, living in Sydney, and you see kind of, um, like I can walk outside my door and I'll see someone on the street lying there sleeping in the cold. So I know, I know. If that's that I have a roof over my head, mm-hmm. then you know what it is, really. Definitely, mate. Definitely, and that's what it's all about. And it's also that's another that's another form of gratitude as well, which I've been doing is like just being thankful you haven't. You know, for example, like you lose your wallet or something like that. I know this is quite simple, but that's an extreme one, right? We're not homeless. We've got a roof over our heads. Um, another one I always do is just having food, having having food available. You know, I'm not starving. You know, I can actually go and have a meal. Like these simple things, we really do take for granted. And um, yeah, just I listened to a podcast the other day and. Uh, a guy called Obi Marcus, and he's just he just had a massive car crash. I don't know if you saw that. 
Um, yeah, you, I listened to it after you, you um, mentioned to, so. Awesome, wasn't it? First one I listened to, actually. It's good. Yeah, it's really good, wasn't it? And the Navy SEAL on there as well. Um, and, you know, they both had scrapes with death, um, very close to dying. And, you know, just the way they were describing how grateful they were just to be able to touch the person they love and smile and actually see and feel. You know, these our senses even our senses we take for granted which is where like you know stuff like meditation comes in but yeah one thing i need to improve upon is meditation i was doing that for a while and uh actually started again yesterday so funny enough man i had some spare time so i'll crack on with that but i definitely feel like whoever's listening now is doing the right thing podcasts literally changed my life 100 percent I felt like i was a little lost before i started listening to like um, ben coomer mind pump things like yeah. that and it she made me a better, more productive person. Hundred, mate. Honestly, God, I do like. Obviously, we're we're sat here now doing our own podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I genuinely, I mean, it, w- it would only have been a matter of time before I caught on to what they were. But I think getting in yeah. there, you know, getting in there early and having two or three years now of listening to podcasts and and obviously your ability to absorb information as well, like without realizing it, Andrew. You know, we can we can now absorb so much information, and our brains, you know, evolve to actually take it in and. It benefits you, but yeah, I mean, it's completely like the positive impact it's had on my life, and you know, like just just having, as I always say, I always say, like you know, growing. Um, you know, every day I always try and learn. You know, listen to podcasts, just trying to grow every day and become a better version of my of myself, better version of, you know, better than I was the day before. Uh, gratitude, and then just giving something as well. That's um, yeah. something I try and do as well. Just even if it's like smiling at someone or you know buying someone a coffee, something simple like that. You know. Essentially, you redef- you've redefined yourself, right? Absolutely. I'm listening to them. So Mate, it, completely, it completely determines yeah, who you are. People don't realize how, how much, how kind of, um, what's it word, like fragile humans are, right? So whatever you listen to and whatever you choose to, whether that's on, whether you're going on social media for two to four hours a day like the average person mm-hmm. uh, and scrolling through other people's lives and, and just being entertained, that, that's, that's totally your choice. But if you're listening to this now, the chances are you're probably more self-aware than the average person. So... Um, you're, you know, having t- basically taking the opportunity to be productive with your time and actually uh, learn and taking information which is going to benefit you, such as this podcast, as opposed to looking at these like stupid videos. On it's good to have a bit of entertainment here and there, but you know you got to bear in mind that Facebook and stuff like that are very, very clever. It's no different to any other drug. They actually they actually rejig the algorithm, so whatever you look at and whatever you find entertaining will automatically come up on your feed to suck you in. You know, so um, so you just got to be aware of these things, isn't it? And how is that adding value to your life? It's probably not. Exactly. That's exactly right, man. You know, it, it boils down to, obviously, going on Instagram again, but the majority of people that, that we follow or, or fitness gurus that people follow, chances are you're probably never going to get the body that they have. No. So looking at that every day, how is that helping you? No, exactly. You exactly. Know? It's not, and it's not realistic, and that's why you have to unpack. Again, it sounds very for some people like, "What do you mean? I don't understand what, why, you know, why the why is so important." If you like, but writing down the reasons why, for example, just write writing down now, right? If you're thinking, "All oh, right, you know," if you're stimulated and thinking, "All oh, right, you know," I really want to try and, you know, strive and push forward. How about just writing down five reasons why? why you want to achieve what you want to achieve. Write down the reasons why, because I can guarantee you if the why is powerful enough, then you will make shit happen. For example, just, you know, just, I I mean, 
Andrew and I are kind of, without being, you know, big-headed, we're, we're overachievers, right? We're always, in our heads, we're always underachieving, right? I, we're both very similar to that. We're always not doing enough. We've never done enough in our heads, right? Um, always striving for more. But showing the gratitude has helped us appreciate, well, it's definitely helped me appreciate, you know, the, the things that I am getting done. Um, so, you know, for example, this podcast, I think um, eight, 95% of podcasts don't make it past episode 13, and, you know, this is now, we're recording episode, oh, I should know this, I think it's episode 38. So, you know, just keeping the mem- mem- uh, momentum with this and actually keeping this afloat is an achievement for, you, for me. And I'm very uh, I'm very proud of that, you know. And you've got to um, congratulate yourself and you've got to learn how to love yourself. And that's, that's the bottom line, you know, really learning how to love yourself and put yourself first. And just as Andrew was saying, um, trying your best not to compare yourself to other people because um, you're never going to be... Uh, what they what they are and for example their physique you're never going to look like them unfortunately um but you're going to be the best version of yourself if you keep striving on your puff yeah exactly that's it mate (laughs) you're never going to look like me but uh you can try (laughs) (laughs) best of luck with that Sorry, folks, I didn't mean that. No, but what I mean is, you know, in reality, you haven't got the genetic makeup they've got. You know, there's so many elements that come into it. Um, and even if you were to look like them, because you're so tuned in to comparing yourself, you're still not going to be happy when you it's get to the happy. top of the mountain. No, no, you're True. not. That's it. That goes down to what we said at the beginning with celebrities who have everything they want. They're still not happy. So if you, you can't find happiness within yourself and you achieve weight loss or you achieve six-pack abs, yeah. I've been there myself before. I've had that. That's it. And still, I'm relatively happy. You know, I'm unhappy. So yeah. you need to switch whatever it is in your head and, and, and start start thinking about other things and start being grateful and, and journaling and Absolutely. working Absolutely. hard and testing and things like that. And exactly. That help, help you as a person. So. Wicked. So what would, give me, give me uh, in one or two sentences, as Drew, just to recap, what would you tell people now? If you could, if you could like, put the message out there, what would you say just to help people who are striving for success – but are uh, not necessarily, you know, maybe, how do I say it? Maybe struggling in the sense to find their way, right? Anything you could you could put out there to, to kind of like motivate people to form better habits, if you like. For me, it's, it's about building relationships, making them strong and healthy and, and, and have certain sacrifices to, to do that. Um, you know, find people around you who push you to be a better person, to be more organized, more productive. And ultimately, like as we're doing now with podcasting and our online business, um, help others because that's going to put give you a new purpose. That's going to put new meaning to your life. It stops you being selfish, um, and, and you can reach out to more people and, and help them with their lives and make them better people. You know, so um, there's lots of things that you can implement to to do so. As I said earlier, uh, listen to podcasts. You're already doing this one, so you're ready. To to improve yourselves, practice gratitude when you're working professional. Uh, I find that getting tasks done helps with your psyche as well. Yeah, so you said uh, three tasks earlier, right? You said you always do three are the most important things and try and get them done, right? Is that your yeah, trick? Yeah, and try and tick them off throughout the day, so plan time to do that. Um, definitely sleep will help you. Um, again, what you said earlier, focusing on health, movement, eating well. Um, and just redefine yourself, as I said earlier. You you redefine yourself. Podcast, so did I. Definitely, and I became a better person from that. So, hundred percent. And you hit a very very good point there. Surrounding yourself with the right people, so you you are going to be on average 
you you are going to your character is defined by the five people you spend most of your time with, right? So you are essentially becoming who you surround yourself with and what you listen to. So what you put into your into your uh, what you choose to listen to and tune into is going to completely mold and shape your brain for the rest of your life. So be very very aware of what you're taking in and who you choose to what information you choose to absorb. Because as we've said time and time again, um, there's more information available to us than ever. But there's also lots of bullshit out there. So you have to siphon out the shit and uh, chime into these kind of podcasts. Um, also, the game changer for Drew and I, and I know, was uh, Mind Pump Media. And in fact, yeah. you should go and we were actually um, we were actually uh, lucky enough to feature on one of their episodes. I believe it may have been episode 693. So go and check that one out as well. We were on the uh, podcast. And um, going into another thing about um, coaching, Andrew and I are going to be doing some online coaching one-to-one stuff. So um, if you if you're interested in that, give us a shout. Drop us in, drop us um, a DM on Instagram. Andrew is at Mr Bond Fitness, and you all know um, well, most of you know I'm at Martin Silver Fitness. So if you've got any inquiries, just drop us a message. But yeah, my tip, uh, what my tips would be, if you're striving to be more successful, firstly define what the hell success is to you, right? Because let me tell you now, if you're just thinking success is earning more money. Um, because there's so many people out there who, uh, for example, you know, you, it's easy for us to say because I haven't got a family and stuff, but people are working really, really hard to feed their family. But, I, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people I've come across who uh, seem to be earning enough money and doing well, but they're still working more and more and more and more to earn more and more money to feed their families. But, you know, it's just taking a step back and thinking, right, do I need to, to put myself through this? Because um, there's a lot more... You can take out a life just by appreciating what you have um, and actually just focusing on the here and now and, and practicing things like gratitude and and um, journaling, just writing down your thoughts and feelings for a few minutes a day helps. And obviously putting into your, what you put into your gut. Nutrition is, is very, very important and all the studies are going to come out now uh, over the next 5, 10 years are going to be really interesting because the gut drives the brain. So make sure you're trying to fuel your body and um and for the most part you know trying to eat whole food for the mo- most of the time and uh yeah those relationships are really important so surround yourself with the right people well, that's uh, what you said about family there as well if you're striving to earn more and more and more money and that means more hours at the office how is that affecting your family relationship and how your kids grow yes good point mate you know you as much money in the world but if they don't have your your backing and your support and you're helping them grow up to be a better person then it's irrelevant really. exactly mate yeah, you put that really well, man. All right, let's uh, let's leave it there, mate. Because I know you got to get going, and uh, yeah, it's half eight and even on a Friday night. This is dedication, mate. And bloody hell, five thirty in the morning over there—that's dedication too. So, <laughs> enjoyable to enjoy. Mate, it. Thank you. It was good, man. That's probably because you were still drunk. <laughs> You're an alcoholic, mate. Now two drinks, you, you, you changed. <laughs> water on the way to work. <laughs> good times. Happy days. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you chiming in. And thanks for listening, folks. If you could please go over to uh, iTunes and give me a rating and review, that'd be a massive help. And uh, thanks very much for listening. And I wanted to say one more thing is I was supposed to have the plant-proof guy on my podcast last week. We recorded an amazing podcast, and it didn't record my end. So uh, he's going to be on next week. So that's going to be – so sorry about last week. I missed a week. I'm trying to be consistent getting one out a week, but um, I'm going to get him back on next week, and it's going to be an even better podcast. So stay tuned for that one. Thanks again, Drew. Thank you, mate. See you soon, mate.